Hello, everybody. You're listening to episode six of Eliza G. Fit Hotter Than Health podcast, a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, overall healthy lifestyles, and most importantly, your morning conference call. So for those of you who don't know what that is, you will shortly. My name is Eliza Gelman, and I could not be more excited to be here with you. All right. So today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about a number of different things. But specifically, we're going to be touching on my most recent experience with an extended fast and just some deeper reasonings on why I actually did that in the first place. And then also going a little bit more into um, and then we're going to be talking a little bit more about one of the most popular questions I get, not only in the gym that I work out, but that I work in, excuse me, but just in life from people that are trying to get fit and, you know, trying to fuel their bodies the best that they can or just trying to understand myths of what to eat pre and post workout. So we're going to be talking a little bit more about that. But before we get into anything today, that has to do with those two questions. Let me just give you a quick recap on what's going on. And I I probably could go on about this for three or four hours. I won't. But okay, so right now I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. I don't know where you guys are listening from, but right now in Charleston, we are preparing for Hurricane Florence. And I've learned a couple of things. One, if you're living in Charleston, South Carolina and they call for an evacuation, that means you move. Everyone is leaving. They are reversing all the roads. They are, um, like, I went to Walmart the other day with my boyfriend to try and help him find cups for his new place, and they were out of everything, and it's Walmart. Walmart is out of everything, and I don't just mean, you know, they were out of water bottles or paper towels or bread or milk or the random shit that people buy before this kind of event. No, they were literally selling the shelves that they sell their inventory on. They were out of everything. I I, I don't know who needs blenders and who needs like organic vegetables that are just going to go bad. Every single damn thing was there. We got the uh, got the ugliest plates, the ugliest cups. I was like, sorry, this is all they had left. And we did not want to run any more errands. But anyways, side note. So everyone is freaking out about this hurricane. And you know what another crazy fact is that I heard about hurricanes and tornadoes and things like that. So they name hurricanes in the order of boy-girl names. So one year it'll be Matthew. The next year it'll be, okay, for this one's is Florence. The death toll for the hurricanes that are named after girls is way higher because people don't take them as seriously. And I think that's so funny. And I'm like, oh my God, it kind of makes me want to get out of here for this female hurricane because I feel like she's just pissed. So either way, I thought that was a crazy statistic, but look it up. It'll blow your mind. Um, Also, I were, uh, were evacuating for this hurricane. Great. Um, Also, if you're evacuating for this hurricane and you're in Charleston, don't just go for the unhealthy foods that are packaged and processed and can be stored really easily. Make sure you're drinking, bringing a ton of water. You can get coconut water that doesn't have to be refrigerated. You can also get some healthy bars, maybe some lar bars. You can get some bananas, seeds, nuts, peanut butter that's, you know, 
fairly healthy, so it's calorie dense, so you don't have to eat a ton while you're all hunkered up into your house. But make sure you're staying hydrated, um, especially if your tap goes out. So make sure you're staying hydrated. We definitely want to make sure we're still having our conference calls and we're hydrating our organs in the morning. Hey, so make sure that you're prepping properly. Don't just be like, oh, wow, they were out of everything except for Funyuns. So don't be that guy. And then also what else is going on in the world right now? Oh, so I was just cutting up a beautiful tomato in my kitchen. And if you follow me on Instagram, it's Eliza G Fitness or at Eliza G underscore fitness. I just cut up a tomato and a giant fucking caterpillar just came out of it. And I'm not saying like a little inchworm type thing. I mean, one of those big fat turns into a butterfly, goes through metamorphosis and is wrapped up in a cocoon. It was that kind of caterpillar. He was once crawling. He probably was crawling around in that tomato earlier that day. I almost ate him. He pulled clean out of this little tiny hole and I'm not fucking with you. I gagged and I, you can ask anybody and I've referenced this in previous podcasts. I will eat anything and everything. I will eat floor cookie, couch cookie. I will eat, I mean, within reason with like dairy and stuff, but I will eat anything, especially like I will try anything once, but when it's unexpected like that and you just feel it kind of tug out of there, it reminded me of like, uh, I don't even want to go into it because it's really disgusting, but uh, I won't, I won't go into it. But it reminded me kind of, of like pulling out a booger that's way up in your nostril that you just can't, you can get out, but when you pull it out really slowly, it gives that weird, like tingling feeling like that was attached to your brain. It was like that, but a live bug in a tomato. So just think about that. It was basically caterpillar ceviche. I wasn't interested in eating it, so I didn't. So that's what's happening in my neck of the woods. I hope you guys have had a great week so far. I hope you had a happy Monday. Uh, I hope it was happier than mine because everyone around me is shitting their pants over this hurricane. Um, I'm going to be hopefully, hopefully evacuating, I guess, just because my work is closed for the next few days. Um, We'll, we'll see what happens. Just stay posted on that. You can binge listen to some Hotter Than Health podcasts if you're also dealing with a hurricane. But why don't we go ahead and get into this information? So in the past week, I have been getting gathering a little bit more information on this extended fast that I did last week. And I did it with a friend, which is and I'll get into it in a second, but it's so much more helpful. I wanted to give you guys some details on it. So what I did was a 36-hour fast. A lot of people were concerned that I was doing it for like weight loss, and they were concerned that it was for unhealthy reasons. But And that's typical if you don't understand or if you don't do the research, or it, it just sounds drastic. I, I get that. But at the same time, the reasons why I did it was way deeper than that. I'm not trying to lose weight. Like I'm confident in my body. I'm lean. I'm, you know, my workouts haven't been on point lately, but I, I know that that's not, that's just temporary. So I'm not really going into that. But the reason I really did it is because I felt like I just kind of needed a reset for my body. Um, my hormones have been going a wall. I mean, ape shit lately. I don't know. I don't think a wall is 
I don't know if that's the right way to use that word (laughs) anyways, but my hormones have been going insane. I've been getting facials because my skin is so bad and it's like hormonal acne, which is around your chin. If you've struggled with any kind of acne, then you, you know how kind of debilitating it can be. It's really, I'm super self-conscious of it. You know, everyone that I work with has amazing skin and I, I don't like to play the compare and despair game, but it is tough when you're super face to face with people and, you know, you're working in an industry where you're really close and you're sweaty all the time and it's tough to keep a clean face all the time, especially if you have sensitive skin. And it's really been bothering me lately. So my skin has been going crazy. My, um, my moods have been kind of staying the same, but haven't been sleeping as well. I've been a little bit more stressed out. So I've tried to reduce my caffeine intake to just one small cup of coffee a day. And then, you know, my diet was on point. I had been trying to lower my cortisol levels by not taking as many high intensity classes or doing as many high intensity workouts. And I've been doing more yoga and running and, you know, light like walks for hours at a time. And it just, it's been not really working. So I tried this 36 hour fast and I loved it. I definitely plan on doing it. I'm thinking every two weeks or at least once a month, it's a nice way to reset um, and kind of regain some energy. So here's exactly how it happened. So a couple of days, like if you're going to, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to tell you to go on a fast for X number of reasons and it'll fix this and that. But if you're struggling with loss of energy or if you feel like you're you know, craving foods just out of boredom and you feel like you'd gravitate towards food because it's just something you naturally do and you're, you know, you don't know why. If you're trying to like maybe have a different relationship for why you crave foods, then that's, that's a whole mental thing that I don't want to get into because I'm, that's not my, not my profession. But, um, if you're trying to, you know, get back into your regular, um, morning conference call, if you're trying to just give your body a little bit of a break after you've been overloading it with stress and overloading it with um, high intensity workouts and food and, you know, alcohol and things like that, just give it a break. Um, It will seriously thank you. Like your body is a tool. You shouldn't be, you need to be maintaining it. Like you wouldn't just put, you put gas in your car to keep it running but it needs oil. It needs maintenance once a year. It needs all these different little things to reset itself. So yes, putting healthy food into your body is definitely a way to get fuel, but it also needs a break to reset. You can't just keep driving your car all the time. So what I did was a 36 hour fast and I did it starting on a Monday night because I knew that Tuesday was going to be a really busy day for me. So I tried to do it on a day where I wasn't going to have a lot of downtime and think about food because I knew that if I started thinking about food, then I'd be like, oh, well, I did it for this amount of time. Like, that'll be fine. Like, I'm good for me. Um, but I really wanted to do it and I really wanted to see what my body was capable of and how it would really affect me. So I started it. I ate dinner and stopped eating dinner at eight o'clock on Monday And then I didn't have my next meal until about, I think around 10 o'clock on Wednesday morning. So I know that that sounds crazy. It was so amazing. All I did was drink a ton of water. I drank a little bit of black coffee, no sugar, no nothing in it. Um, And then all throughout the day, I drank this like ginger herbal tea. It wasn't sweet 
excuse me, hiccup. It wasn't sweet or anything like that. It didn't spike my insulin. But here are some tips if you're thinking about doing a fast like this. So try and not have a super carb dense dinner the night before. And when I say carbs, I don't, I mean, eat your leafy greens, eat a ton of vegetables and eat some proteins, but maybe avoid pasta or a bunch of rices or bread or pizza the night before a fast. Because in my experience, if I go to bed eating a bunch of carbs, like, yes, I'll be full, but I'll burn through them really quickly. And then the next morning I'll just instantly be hungry. Like as soon as I get up around, you know, like an hour after I get up, I'll be hungry. But I noticed that I eat, if I eat a ton of vegetables and lean proteins or beans and legumes, things like that, then I'm satisfied a little bit more. Those didn't really spike any of my insulin levels when I ate them. So it, it made me feel a little bit more steady throughout the day. So if you're going to do a fast like this, then maybe have um, a big, big bowl of black beans, a huge thing of veggies, have um, a really big leafy green salad with maybe some tofu or um, tempeh, things like that. You know, do what you can. It, it's not necessary, but it's definitely helpful. You want to make this experience as easy and as kind of non-eventful as possible. You know, it's if you're going all throughout the day just thinking about food, craving food, your stomach is in pain, you're in knots and you have a headache, like yeah, that sounds awful. Like probably eat something, maybe maybe give yourself a time to ease into it. Maybe start with like an 18-hour fast and then a 20 and then work up to that. But okay, so low carb meal the night before and then the next morning Go ahead, start your day with your hot water. Maybe add a little bit of lemon, a teeny tiny... Actually, no, I didn't do that, so I'm not going to recommend it. All I did was have a cup of black coffee, no sugar, no flavoring, because when you have that sugar, it spikes your insulin in your body. So your body is like preparing for food, it's craving food, and then you're going to be craving food and sweets and sugar for the rest of the day and you probably really won't be satisfied until you get that next fix of food. So keeping your blood sugar levels level throughout the day when you're doing a fast is going to be huge. Um, That way you're not in that fat storing mode, you're in the fat burning mode. So have a cup of black coffee in the morning if you drink coffee or you could have black tea. Um, I did the caffeine, you don't have to. And then I prepared myself and brought with me to work um, a water bottle that had a straw in it and typically I, I'm not like a huge straw advocate but on this day I knew 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 that I was going to be drinking even more water than I typically do so I brought I drank probably a gallon and a half maybe two gallons of water that day all throughout the day was chugging water and I was super busy at work I actually didn't work out that day I took my dog for like a 20 minute walk in the morning and then I knew I was just going to give my body a break so I didn't work out that day. I had my black coffee, low carb meal the night before, went to work from like 11 to 8 at night, and I felt amazing. At at some points, I did have this almost jittery energy. I was never tired. 
ever, 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 ever. If anything, it was, it felt like I was a little bit on Adderall, but not in the way that it made me feel weird or wired or crazy um, or like I wanted to be antisocial or like I was coming down. I never felt that depressing Adderall feeling. I just felt like this crazy energy where I was like, thinking faster or speaking faster than my brain. So nothing really made sense coming out of my mouth, but I was super productive. And here's the reason for that. People are like, oh yeah, you're pulling from all these weird storage energies. And that's why you have this energy right now. It's because your body is in this crazy fasting mode. It doesn't know what to do. And I'm like, where I'm not a doctor and I'm not going to try and say that one is definitely wrong. But what I can say is that digestion, oh my gosh, who's calling me? I don't need to talk to this Sorry, probably someone talking about the hurricane. But um, where was I? Who just called me so rude? So the reason why I had all that energy is because digesting food is one of the most labor-intensive activities that your body can do. So when you're processing food, digesting food, that is a mechanical activity going on in your body. It's requiring every every little bit of your intestines and your GI to be in sync with one another, trying to get everything to go through, utilizing utilizing these different foods and putting them in different areas of your body, turning them to fat, turning them to um, glucose, turning them into um, energy, ATP, you know, like using them as fuel. And so that takes a lot of work. That's why we normally feel that food coma after we eat a big meal. So when you're freeing up that energy that would otherwise be used for digestion, it's really allowing you to pull from energy stores that you wouldn't normally have. So that day I had so much energy. I got home around 8.45 that night. So I just made myself a cup of this ginger tea, zero sugars. Um, It's a totally herbal tea. It was, I think it... um, what was it? What is that really popular kind of tea? Yogi tea. It was yogi detox tea. And my friend who I was doing it with got it for me. She was like, I promise you this will help, you know, curb any type of craving, anything that you can think of. And it will be really helpful. So I, I did, I trained that probably three cups of that because I get really cold. So if you get cold easily, make sure, sure, sure you have tea on hand. So three tips so far, have a low carb meal, super dense though, the night before, um, black coffee, no sugar, no creamer, and then guzzling water throughout the day, and then herbal teas with no caffeine or no sugar in them throughout the day to stay warm. Um, And it'll also help curb your cravings. That ginger is really great for just warming you up from the inside, which will make you feel more at your natural state anyways. And then when I got home, I did notice that I was just gravitated towards the refrigerator. Like I still opened the refrigerator, looked in it, but I wasn't craving anything. Like my stomach was hungry, but my mouth really wasn't hungry. It's crazy. I mean, I normally come home and I make a huge bowl of food and I love it. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's the best. I'm so happy. And then I talk to my roommates and it's the best. But, you know, I was there and I was like, hey guys, I'm doing this fast, so I'm probably going to go to bed really early. I, you know, I, I don't want to, oh my gosh, everyone is calling me about this hurricane. No joke, third family member, grandma, aunt, and probably the city of Mount Pleasant in Charleston. Oh my God, hold on. Like, we are fine. Is the hurricane coming right now? Uh, I don't, anyways, so, um, 
yeah, I normally will come home and have a huge bowl of food and get really excited and kind of just spend my night eating. And I really loved not doing that. I went into my room. I cleaned up my room. I folded a little bit of the laundry that I had left. I did a face mask. I drank some more tea and then I got in a bath and I read and I was like, I, who am I? I was like a freaking mother Teresa. It was amazing. And, um, so that's, that was great. And then I woke up the next morning feeling amazing. And what I really noticed, and if you guys have followed me on social media at Eliza G underscore fitness, then you've probably seen me talk about the bags under my eyes and I'm super self-conscious about them because I just like I'm a naturally creased person like I've got a crease under my belly but not like a c-section scar not from pants I've had it since I was a baby and I'm a lean person so I, I don't know why I have it and then I have them above my knees and then at the um right not on my elbows but anyways I have them in weird places like I'm just a creased person my sister is that way my mom was that way I don't understand not asking questions but Either way, so I did this fast and I slept like a freaking baby. And then I woke up, no fucking puffs under my eyes. I'm not kidding you when I say that I didn't have body puff. My belly was so flat and I know it's like, I definitely know that I didn't eat food the day before. I'm definitely attributing some of it to that, but I felt not, but not in a weak way. You know how, when you don't eat for a long period of time and you feel really thin, but you don't, you feel weak. Like you feel like, like skinny fat, that like little lean, thin, not strong type feeling. You're like, I'm, I know that as soon as I have food, this feeling is going to change. So it was like a strong, hard, lean, small, non-puffy feeling. And it was the best. And I was like, damn it. What am I going to do? I love this feeling. I wanted to stay forever. But then I was like, ah, not, I would rather eat food. So I decided to break my fast with a big green smoothie. I knew that I didn't want to break my fat with fast with like a huge carby meal or anything that would be tough on my digestion and I didn't want to shock anything and then get constipated. So I didn't want like a ton of just crunchy fiber. So I got a big green smoothie. It had kale, a little bit of hemp protein. Um, it had a banana. It had, um, what else did it have? I can't remember. It was really delicious. I got it from across the street from where I work. But I went in, ate it. But even when I ordered my smoothie, I wasn't, you know, freaking out. I wasn't like, give it to me, give it to me. I I, I felt really fine. I honestly probably could have gone another four or five or six or even eight hours. I didn't, but maybe next time I'll do a longer fast. Um, I have not noticed much of a change in my, like, hormones, um, but... <laughs> along with hormones, I also am getting my IUD removed because it is, I think, attributing to some of the uncomfortability that I'm feeling. So if any of you guys know anything about IUD removal or if you have any type of uh, advice, it is solicited. This is me soliciting advice. Ayudame, help me, you know, just do what you can for a system. Let me know how your experiences have been um, with hormones in the IUD. Ugh, yikes. But what I would do and what I would recommend is if you're tr- going to try this extended 36-hour fast, I know I've had a number of people reach out to me saying they were going to try it. Make sure that you, you know, I would recommend doing it for like maybe a day first, you know, having your last meal at around 7 p.m. on a Sunday night and then 
waiting until Monday night. So you're still having that whole day, but see how it feels on your body. If you want to go that extra eight to 12 hours, feel free, but try it maybe on a shorter fast. Um, See what your body likes and doesn't like. Um, Make sure that you're doing the right things by just staying super, super hydrated. Do not forget about that because then you'll be super weak. You will not feel good. Um, So if you guys have any questions about that intermittent fast, then let me know. It was super, super beneficial in my experience. I loved it and I would highly recommend it. I would do it again and you know, all that good stuff. So basically that was my experience. I also recommend doing it with a friend. If you can do it with a friend who has done that type of fast before, um, I would be happy to do like a live fast with you guys one time. So anybody who wants to do it together, just send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram and we can like set up a day that we can all do it together and we can all hold each other accountable or just even just give each other words of encouragement like hey it's awesome that you're doing this um hope you are enjoying your day hope you're feeling good um I think that would be a really cool way to get this little community together um but either way that is kind of my experience with the extended fast I really loved it I'll probably do it again Uh, Do it with a friend and um, you will feel great. Okay, enough about me and my not eating for 36 hours. Um, Because I know that that's no matter what, people are like, oh, it's drastic. You're trying to be Buddha. You're trying to lose weight. I'm like, no, I just want my acne and stress to go away. Jesus. Okay, so here's one question that will be really, really super beneficial for men and women. I get this question, honestly, probably more from guys than I do from girls. And um, the reason for that is there are different reasons why people work out. Obviously, some people do it for just mental health, mental clarity. Some people do it to get gains, big fat muscles. Some girls want to just do cardio. Some guys don't want to just do cardio because they don't want any muscles to show. They just want to look like that little wet noodle arm look, which is fine. I don't mean to judge it. That's just what they look like, wet noodles. So um, there are some different types of foods that you should and should not be eating before or after a workout. So here's what I'm thinking a lot of people are thinking right now is that you have to eat before a workout and then you have to eat two hours before after a workout or else you'll lose all your muscle. So let me tell you something. The next person who tries to tell you that you have like a two hour window of eating protein before or after you work out, tell them to go like seriously sit on a blender. It's just not true. You don't need to be eating your protein all after just two hours after your workout. That doesn't, that's not true. Unless you are a athlete doing two intense workouts per day, yes, then you're going to have more of a window. But that's just because that's right before your next workout. Like if you are a college athlete and you, let's say you're a college swimmer or a college football player, hot, then you're going to go um, like you're going to have your 5am workouts and then you're going to need to go eat food and refuel before your 4pm workout, right? That's different than the average human who's working out three, maybe four times a week. Um, in my case, I'd say I work about workout. I try and do five days a week of moderately 
pretty intense workouts and that's just what I like, what I try and prioritize. And the window for recovery, if you're, you know, doing three moderate workouts, not intense, but moderate workouts, the recovery window is still about 24 hours that you can still have that protein. You don't need to have it in a concentrated matter of time. There's really not a whole lot of research that goes into the fact that you should cram all of the protein in for right after a workout. So try and balance your meals out with protein. You can have some protein at each meal as opposed to just um, cramming it all in after your workout. So you don't have to go eat a 20 ounce ribeye steak after your workout just to feel good or eat a, a ton of protein powder, which isn't even good that good for you anyways. I still eat some protein powder just because I want to make sure that I'm, you know, reaching my amount of protein that I'm getting. But for the average person, do not worry. Get in some carbs and some protein. That's going to help restore your glycogen levels. It's going to help the um, amount of muscle that you just used and kind of what you're doing when you're working out is ripping your muscles and that's why they call it ripped. So by eating protein afterwards, it helps um, build back those muscles. And so by eating carbs and eating protein after your workouts, it's kind of like filling in those ripped spaces with um, proper amino acids that will help you build muscle. So if you're trying to build muscle, then some things that you should be doing is eating maybe three or four hours before your workout. Um, And there is this one registered uh, nutritionist. Her name is Anita Bean. She's done some research. She's a a former bodybuilder and a nutritionist. And um, she recommends saying, you know, three to four hours before you work out. And I have said this before. I hate working out on a full stomach. I just feel like it's just sitting there. So three or so hours before a workout, try and have maybe um, some oatmeal or a banana, something with a little bit more slow burning carbs. Some oatmeal with um, blueberries is really great. I know it's not proper food combining, but um, it's blueberries are slightly easier and they're super high in antioxidants. So that's kind of a good combination. You could do banana and oatmeal. That's an even better combination. They're both slow burn. Um, yeah, banana and oatmeal. They're both slow burning carbohydrates. So they'll be digested a little bit slower. So you'll still have that energy in your workout, but they'll be a little bit more digested after three or four hours. So you won't be jumping around doing burpees or squats at the gym, feeling like you're going to throw up a bunch of oatmeal and peanut butter. Also, if you are going to be doing a higher intensity workout, so an example of a high intensity workout for me would be going to the gym, getting on the treadmill, doing my sprints for 10 to 12 minutes on a like three to five incline, and then getting off and then going to do heavy weighted squats uh, partnered and supersetted with maybe a jump squat or jump lunges, and then a couple other supersets like that, and then ending it with maybe some kettlebell swings and like an incline walk, and that would be about 40 minutes. So that would be a high-intensity workout for me, so using heavy weights and getting my heart rate up. You also want to be adding in, and this is three or four hours before your workout, you also want to be adding in just a little bit of fat, so that could be some nuts, a little bit of peanut butter, so maybe a good workout 
pre-meal would be um, like a cup of oatmeal, a half of a banana, and then a spoonful of peanut butter for that fat because what that fat is going to do if you pair it with those carbohydrates is going to slow down that process of digesting the carbs so they'll fuel you a little bit longer. Um, And then also the fat is just really, you just want to balance out your diet a little bit or balance out your meals with that protein, the fats, and the um, and the carbs. But for after the workout, that is the better time to take the, not take, but eat your protein. I recommend it. It makes me feel a little bit better. It's a little heavier on my stomach personally. So I like to eat my protein after my workouts. So what I'll do specifically for me and what I've noticed works well for me is um, brown rice, black beans, and a little bit of tofu. And I know that tofu is not um, exactly proper food combined with the black beans and rice, but I want to get a little bit of those carbs in. So instead of actually doing um, black beans and rice and tofu, uh, if you're not really, really, really trying to focus on calories, you could just do black beans, tofu, because they're both considered proteiny and a little bit of carbohydrate. Um, you could do black beans, tofu, and then a ton of spinach or mixed veggies, and that would be proper food combined. It would be easy on digestion while also um, getting in those the uh, the protein that you need because there is complete amino acids in tofu. There's also complete amino acids in black beans and rice. So if you're really like that's a bomb ass meal in itself. But if you're adding a little bit of tofu on top of the black beans and rice, then it really does just help um, your body get the essential amino acids that it needs. So I highly recommend doing that after your workout and you can do any variation of that. And then one huge myth that I hear all the time is that you need BCAAs to have a good workout. And I know we've all seen BCAAs and I've gotten this question a million times and I get it all the time. Like I see people come into my gym with, you know, 15 different kinds of pre-workouts and I'm like, oh, what are you drinking? And they're like, I don't know. I saw it and it looked good. And, you know, or I saw it and I saw someone, one of my friends had it. So I had some of theirs and it felt great. And I was like, you should have just had a fucking cup of coffee, man. Like, if one, you don't even know what you're ingesting. It could just be a bunch of chemicals and BS. And they're like, no, 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 it's all natural. I'm like, oh, what, the natural dyes? Natural coffee? It bothers me a little, but I also know, I, no judgment. It's just more a matter of like, I want people to read what they're putting in their bodies. You know, if you're going to read what you put in like your kids' bodies because you care about that, read what you're putting into your own body. Please, please, please do yourself a favor. Um, research what you're putting into your bodies. But... I do not believe, and there's so much research shown on this, I don't believe that we need BCAAs unless we are in a super uh, calorie-restricted diet. Like, the only people that I can really see needing BCAAs while you're working out or in the gym are if you are um, super, super, super dehydrated, like you aren't getting any types of amino acids that you need. And you're like, maybe if you're like in the hospital kind of thing, I, you don't need them um, unless you're maybe in a bodybuilding competition and you're cutting and you're shredding a ton and you just aren't getting the carbohydrates that your body really needs. So that's unsustainable one. So if you're in a bodybuilding competition, that's really one of the only times that it makes sense for you to be drinking the BCAAs, which are branched chain amino acids and they help with muscle building. But Um, If you're eating like a whole foods plant-based diet or not even plant-based, but just 
focused on whole foods, you can get all of the branch chain amino acids that you need. So add in a ton of leafy greens, mix up the colors of your vegetables, make sure that you're getting like your B12 vitamins and your vitamin D. Um, you really don't need to be taking that supplement. That is a total ploy from the fitness industry. That is just, it's kind of like protein powder. It's like, what's one more thing that we can make people buy to make it seem like it's going to enhance their workouts. So if you're in a super calorie deficit or you're like a freak power athlete, um, then I don't believe that you need one. If you are eating the balanced diet that you should, you can get all of the branch and branch chain amino acids that you need, um, by not restricting your carbohydrates and eating whole foods. So that is where I stand on it. I have myself taken them like a few years ago. I used to take them. Mm, I bought a jar of something. I can't remember, but it was like a blue Raz flavor. Totally natural from the blue Raz plant from Cuba, right? But yeah, it, it did nothing. I just did it because I loved having a shaker bottle in my gym. I felt like one of the dudes and then I realized that I just had blue lips. I looked cold and it did nothing. So that's me with the branching amino acids. I do not think that we need them um, for before a workout. Try and eat like three or four hours before your workout, a more carbohydrate heavy meal and then a little bit of fat in there to help those diet, those carbs burn slower and then focus your protein after your workout, but do not worry about that two hour window. It's not super necessary. And then before we end our episode, you know, I always like to give you guys some tidbits of information and things that have helped me throughout the week. And then I'm working on myself. So, um, one useful, tangible resource for you guys to think about is ordering this book. And I know that it is, you know, not every day that people are going to be buying a book and actually reading a book, but I can tell you, I read this book in high school. That was like 10 years ago, if you can fucking believe that. So I read this book in high school. My mom had it at the house and she was always super into health and my dad was always a super organic, fresh food advocate. And so we always really cared about the foods, but we were also just, my mom was kind of just getting into um, rejuvenating her body and learning more about whole foods and plant-based diets and being vegan and things like that and cutting out meats and eating whole foods. And I loved that. And she had this book around the house and it was called Clean and it's by Alejandro Gunger. Junger. I don't know. I don't know. Alejandro Junger, MD, with Amelie Grieven. And I'm actually going to be doing a giveaway on my Instagram. And I didn't partner up with anyone for this. I didn't do anything. I'm just, I went out and purchased two more of these clean books. It's just called Clean. There's a little glass of water, but it's really about your body's natural restoration and it's how to restore your body's natural ability to heal itself and it's like a New York Times bestseller it's incredible and the reason I really like this book is because it speaks in analogies and you know me you know I love an analogy it will change your life and it will really really help um just explain the reasoning behind 
how powerful our bodies are and how capable we are of reversing disease and um, detoxifying ourself from the inside out just based on our diet. And I mean, it obviously talks about a specific diet that you can like buy into, but it goes into headaches. It goes into bad dreams. It goes into um, why, you know, not just a juice cleanse, but why vegetables are good for you and talking about your skin and how your skin can absorb different things and how to just all of these different things. And it just gives all these case studies on how successful people have been who have been struggling with um, like erectile dysfunction or constipation or acne, depression. And these are super professional people and like famous people that have been dealing with depression and stuff like that and weight gain and stubborn weight gain. And they just haven't been able to find a fix. And they found that like the fix is in your body. Like you are the fix. You just have to, you're, you're an, a machine. You just have to keep yourself well oiled. Like you, if you, you can't expect to put shit into your body and get good shit out. It doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to be doing a giveaway with this book. Buy it. It's called Clean by Alejandro Junger. You can just look it up, type in Clean and then Alejandro on Amazon. And I promise you it will pop up. It's like eight bucks and be on the lookout for a giveaway with that. And then my second little um, mental tip of the week actually just came to me as I muted the podcast and answered my fourth phone call of the past 40 minutes. And normally, here's here's the thing about me. I don't get a lot of phone calls, but when I do, I try and answer them because people don't normally call nowadays. This leads me into the tip of the week for just mental clarity. Do me a favor and turn your text message notifications off. Not just the noise, not just the, but like the banner. Don't do anything to have any text messages coming into you unless you click on the actual little message app. It doesn't, my phone doesn't little, doesn't have the little red one, two, three, four notifications thing on it. It doesn't do anything. I don't know if I have a text message until I physically go into my text messages and see if there's a little blue dot next to the name. So what that does is it frees up so much of my mental space. It doesn't constantly remind me that I have people that I need to get back to. It doesn't all, all the time, you know, give me this anxiety like, oh my gosh, I forgot to text back this person. It, what it does is eliminates the need for me to work off of someone else's time. My time is just as, as valuable, just as valuable as anyone else's. And going off of a text message, getting stressed out that I haven't responded to them. Like what, what, what year is this? This is 2018. I'm busy as shit. You're busy as shit. I don't need to be you know, taking five minutes out of my day. That's like someone coming in and knocking on my door right now and saying, Hey, excuse me, do you mind talking for five minutes? That's what it's like for me. So having all those distractions turned off until I need to physically go and look at them and I can set aside 10 or 15 minutes to return messages or read through group messages from my work that I need to look at that I actually want to pay attention to. If I just look at 40 group text messages throughout the day, I'm not going to get any value out of that. I'm not going to know what's going on. If it's an emergency, someone will call me. And clearly since I've gotten four calls since I've been on this podcast, there's an emergency. Oh, fuck. Everyone is seriously shitting their pants right now in Charleston. It is awesome to watch. Um, just kidding. It's awful. I'm miserable and I'm terrified to leave my house because I know that as soon as I do, it's going to be a zombie apocalypse and everyone's going to be running around with shopping carts and there's going to be like people escaping loony bins. It's not going to be fun. So, um, those are my tips for the week. That was my experience with a fast 
that lasted 36 hours. And that was also my advice on pre and post workout foods. Highly recommend taking a listen to this if you're sharing this with people, if you are, you know, one of those people that has that question, because I get it all the time, probably six times a week, not exaggerating, not even a little bit. Anyways, so this has been episode six. I know that they say um, most podcasts don't make it past like an average of seven shows. So here we are, MFers. Next week is going to be number seven and I can't wait. I'm so excited and we're going to get people on here soon. I'm really trying to figure out this Skype thing. Also trying to figure out music, but hey, this is a work in progress. I'm also sitting um, cross-legged on a chair against my dresser in my room, looking at myself on a mirror because I'm a narcissist and I have my microphone propped up against an old elephant figurine. So things are really going my way here. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Share with your friends, share with your family, share with anyone who's constipated or wants to get fit or has ever talked about fitness or health or nutrition or diet. Um, Would love to answer questions. Follow me on Instagram at Eliza G underscore fitness. My Instagram or my podcast hotter than health is on iTunes. It is where you can find podcasts other than Spotify. I don't know why it won't upload to Spotify. Someone help. And then it's also on my website, which is on my Instagram, on my Facebook. Um, So you can stream it live through there. You can also X out of the Instagram app while listening to it, which is a fun fact. So everyone enjoy the rest of your week. I hope this finds you um, not in a panic and not rushing to (laughs) another state because of a massive hurricane. hurricane. (laughs) Oh my God, I called it a hurricane. Hilarious. So funny. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Be safe. Love you all. This is Hotter Than Health. I'm Eliza and we are signing off. God, I got to find a better sign off line than that. (laughs) Bye.